Good morning, church. As you're being seated, if you'll find your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Good morning. I'm Pastor Mike. It's an honor to be with you today. If you're a guest with us today, please let us know how we can help you. We're certainly honored to have you here with us. All of our boys and girls who are here and have their Bibles, we're glad you're here, students and all the rest. So may the Lord bless you as we continue to think about what the disciples said to the Lord Jesus. They said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's what we're doing these days. And thank you. I've had a number of you give me some feedback on how you've been thinking about things, considering things in relationship to your own prayer life. And I'm glad that that is um, something that's been a challenge to you. Matthew chapter number six, beginning in verse number five is where we'll be reading today. The Lord Jesus said to his disciples and all of us who are disciples today, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room and close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory <clears throat> forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May this world be more like heaven and may God's people be more like the angels. As we do the will of God, let us inherit the promises and let the word which you have spoken be established forever. And may your word accomplish its purposes. Do what is written in the scriptures of truth. And Heavenly Father, let us understand that your word remains forever. O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Help this church that we might be filled with the knowledge of your will, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That we might submit gladly to do your will. Heavenly Father, we pray for foster children today in Tennessee who do not have a foster family. Who are living in between places, separated from their real parents, their real families. Who have fears and emotions and struggles. We pray for them today. For the workers who care for them. And we ask that you might provide for all of these children in Tennessee a home, a godly home, where foster parents can love them and love them like Jesus and help them. That is our prayer in Jesus' name, that you would provide, wake up and raise up foster parents all over Tennessee that they might minister to these dear ones who find themselves in this condition. We pray also that you would help us as a church, that we would do our part, not only with 
caring for foster children, but all the needs and ministry purposes you've given us as a church, for all of those who struggle in our area, for us to share the gospel, disciple, and carry out ministry. We thank you, Lord, for this day. It's been a good day to be together. We thank you for your presence with us here today. Teach us to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today our focal truth is this, that when you pray, you pray for God's will to be done on earth. We're talking these days about this holy habit of praying. I'm asking you to consider what condition this holy habit of praying uh, is in your own life. How are you doing in your holy habit of praying? It is such a beautiful thing to see this. And in my mind, I imagine and I think about all of our church. As we're all, you see the Lord speaking to us first here about private prayer. Yes, we pray in public and yes, we've been praying in worship and we should together. And later as we leave, we'll pray <clears throat> again this, what is called the Lord's Prayer. I, I like better to call it the prayer that he taught his disciples, the disciples prayer. But you see, I, I, I imagine in my mind this beautiful picture of all of our people, all of God's people our boys and girls, our students, and they've all found their secret place every day. You did it this morning, just like I did. You found your secret place, and there for a few moments, you prayed. And you prayed and met with God, and you went to heaven as you prayed. I like what the old preacher said, as uh, talking about the more of God's people who pray. He said, pray with the most. For where most pray is heaven. Where most pray is heaven. You will experience heaven on earth when you go and meet with God in prayer. And that's what the Lord Jesus is teaching us here. How to have fellowship with God. How to have a relationship with God. How to know God better. How to understand, as we'll see today, His will for our lives and for the world. Why did Jesus teach us to pray for God's will to be done on earth? What, doesn't that seem a waste? Why would, God, uh, why would God's will be important to be done on the earth? Why would Jesus, as he says here, pray, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And now, now this third or fourth petition, however you count them, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would he... Why would he teach us the importance of praying this way? Well, we'll talk about that. Another thing I ask you today as we begin is this. When you pray, do you even think about God's will in your praying? Are you so wrapped up and caught up in your own request? You've got your own list and somehow someone's taught you that praying is just bringing your list to God. Uh, do you, how often do you consider God's will as you pray? How does it enter into your thinking as you pray? How does it influence you? How does it affect you as you pray? Well, that's why the disciples' prayer helps us, guides us, focuses us on, as the Lord Jesus teaches us, the right way to pray. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and now today your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And how does praying for God's will to be done on the earth help you do God's will while you're still on the earth? Well, these three questions are the ones that I want to seek to answer today. 
I have three observations for you that I'd like to enlarge around this request that we make when we pray. What does it mean to us? And there are a number of others that I could have made, but these three will be sufficient for today. What does it mean? What do I learn from saying or praying to God the Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Well, number one, when I pray this way, I'm praying that God's will be accomplished on the earth for His glory. That's the first reason why we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying God's will be accomplished on the earth for His glory. Secondly, we pray this way. We pray, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that God's people, us who are God's people, we will obey His will as the angels in heaven obey His will. In heaven, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then finally we pray this prayer, uh, this petition of this prayer, because we pray that God's people will obey His will on the earth like the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, obeyed. God's will on the earth. So these three things will take my time today as we think about this together. So we begin, your will be done. Notice again these pronouns, our Father, verse 9, our Father. All of us who are born again believers in Jesus Christ in here, oh, may I remind you, we're all, we're all adopted children of God. We have one Father. We have one Father, praise the Lord. And we pray, our Father. We pray, our Father. Our Father who is in heaven. Notice, hallowed be your name. There's the focus on his name, not my name. Then next, your kingdom come. Not my kingdom, not my, my goals, not my, my reign, not my rule, your rule. And then your will be done. The kingdom of God is tied to the will of God. Where there is a king, he has a will. The king of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ has a will, has purposes. So we could say it this way. Uh, we, the, the word will that's used here. Your will. What does the word mean? Well, it means what is determined to be done. It is the will of God to do certain things. He has determined to do certain things. It is, it's a word that some, the will means choice. Will means desire. Will means purpose. So you could pray your your determinations be done, your, your choice be done, uh, your desire be done, your purposes be done. This is how we pray. We pray for God's desires, His will, His purposes, and then to be done. What does it mean? It means to come into existence, to begin, to appear, to happen. We pray, may your Choice be done. May it happen. May it take place on the earth as it has in heaven. You see, today we continue to think about this very important matter of praying with our focus on God first, not ourselves. This is, this is the first lesson of prayer. You're not praying for what you want. You're praying for what God wants, not only in your life, but in this world while we're still here. So we understand quickly from picking up our Bible and reading, and most of you in this room are very familiar, I know you well, 
and you're faithful to the Word of God, and you study the Word of God, and we teach others who come to Christ the same thing. But you see, as we open God's Word, we see the will of God. And what we discover quickly is that the will of God will be done on the earth. The will of God will be accomplished, but that seems like from the outside world, well, Jesus came, He died on the cross, He rose from the dead, He ascended to heaven, and it seems that the world is getting worse and worse and things don't seem to be very good. It seems that God's purposes have been thwarted. Well, we learn from the Word of God many great promises and truths where we're assured that though we see things somewhat in disarray and in chaos, and it seems that the devil and the world and self, humans are reigning for their own purposes, the will of God is being accomplished through all of these things. Isaiah 46.10, Isaiah reminds us, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish my good pleasure. Thus says the Lord. See, this is what the word of God says. This is the promise that God gives about his purposes in the world. Daniel chapter four. He does as he pleases among the angels in heaven and among the people of the earth. Did you hear that? God does what he pleases. God does what he pleases. We think that we're in charge, but we're not. Uh, the, the sinful man thinks that he can curse God, rebel against God, and there'll be no consequences. My purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. No one, he does what he pleases in the heavens and on the earth and no one can stop him or say to him, what do you mean by doing these things? You see, the will of God will come. Your kingdom happen. Your kingdom come. As God's people are praying privately together, secretly, though we're separated and we're in our own closet, secretly with God, we are saying, our Father, your will be done on the earth. Your will be done here as it is in heaven. You see... God's will is eternal and it does not change. So all of us who are here with our boys and girls, our, our children and our grandchildren. Some of you young adults here, you wonder what will the world be like when my children are older if Jesus has not come? Well, it'll be a world filled with wickedness and godlessness. It'll be a world where men do not bow the knee to Jesus. They do not say, Lord Jesus. It will be a world filled with sin and horror and pain and misery, but it will also be a place where many, many people will bow their knee and say, Jesus is Lord, and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will come out and flourish in this world, even though it, the church is ignored. And you see, the eternal purposes of God will be accomplished in Jesus Christ. Psalm 33, the counsel of the Lord stands forever in the plans of his heart from generation to generation. So you can be assured of this. When you pray, your will be done. You are praying for your children and grandchildren and the generations to come that they might experience God and walk with the Lord Jesus Christ like you have been able to do. You're praying that there'll be those who will stand and preach the gospel. You're praying that there will be those who will share and disciple them to know the word of God. That's all tied into these words your will be done on the earth. So consider this today. Praying is asking for God's will to be done. 
When you pray, you're praying for God's will. You say, you spend more time saying this. Look, you pick up your Bible and say, Lord, what is your will? What is your, you, you, wherever you find yourself, as our teachers are teaching in this church, I'm glad our teachers teach you and give you knowledge. But you're not here just as a school learning knowledge. You're here to so that you hear these words from the word of God and you say, wait a minute, this is God's will. This is how I'm to live. This is what our church is to do. This is what we're supposed to be in the world. This is what God's will will be toward those who will not repent. So you see, praying is asking for God's will to be done, but praying is also, when we pray, your will be done, you know what it does? It kills flesh. It kills self-reign and self-rule. Praying God's will removes self-will, even as I'm praying. How do I get rid of my stubborn will? I pray. And when I pray, I say as a part of my praying, as the Lord guides me, your kingdom come and your will be done. Praying for God's will is a means of glorifying God. Look, you want to glorify God with your life, it starts in prayer. If you do not spend time privately with the Lord in prayer, you're disobeying what the Lord Jesus said. And if you call yourself a Christian, you're in sin. He said, when you pray, go to your secret place. Pray. I pray all as I drive my car. I pray. Well, that's good. You pray without ceasing, but you also go and you meet God and you pray. The Lord Jesus says for us to pray. And as we pray, guess what? We honor and glorify him. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. There's nothing so sweet as meeting God in a secret, private place and having the chance as he meets you and you meet him. As I've said repeatedly, it's a few moments in heaven. It's leaving all these other things and meeting God. In heaven. You see, this is why we pray. Because as we pray, we are praying and requesting in the name of Jesus that God's will will be done and accomplished for his glory. The second thing is we pray that God's people will obey. When I pray your will be done, I'm praying that I and God's people will we will obey God's will just like the angels. Now let's take a moment, boys and girls, students, adults of every age. There are these glorious creatures. These glorious creatures, the angels. Oh, how the word of God teaches us. These, we wish we had even some more about the glory of these angels. These angels accompanied the Lord Jesus as he came to the earth. They declared and announced to the world at his coming at, at Christmas time, incarnation. They were there to minister to the Lord Jesus in his sufferings. They were there at the, at the grave and they were there to announce that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And they were there to announce as he ascended to heaven that he was coming again. And they accompanied him in glory. The glory of his ascension was the glory of the angels 
ascending with the Son of God, raised from the dead, all these angels. You see, angels are created to obey God. And when you and I were made in the image of God, we were made to obey God. It is the way, it is the design of God from creation. When He made Adam and Eve, He gave them commands. He gave them boundaries. He gave them direction. They walked with God in ways we cannot imagine, Adam and Eve, until one day the devil said, has God said? And they questioned the word of God, the will of God. They could have everything else that he'd given them, but they wanted the one thing, that, that apple off of that tree, and they saw it was good, and they lusted for it and desired and ate it, and they disobeyed God. And because of their disobedience, they sinned. The angels are made perfectly to obey the commands of God. I read Psalm 103 to you. It's a call for the angels to bless the Lord. Psalm 103.20 Bless the Lord, you His angels, mighty in strength, who perform His word, obeying the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, all you His hosts, you who serve Him, doing His will. What does it say? The angels are mighty in strength, but they, perf they perform the word of God. The angels are mighty in strength and powerful, and they obey the voice of God. And the angels are hosts, glorious hosts, innumerable, beyond imagination, billions upon billions upon billions. And they serve God doing His will. The angels permanently obey God's will, and they serve by doing His will. Now listen, the angels worship God as they obey. We read in Hebrews chapter 1, I'm not going to have you turn there, but we're reminded of something that you've forgotten. You see, in Hebrews chapter 1, we're reminded that the angels are ministering spirits sent out to give service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation. You don't know. You, you do not know how many times in your life God has sent angels because you are one of His to help you in ways you'll never know this side of heaven. The angels serve the Lord Jesus and the angels are sent to serve and help God's people. And all around the world today, the angels are dispatched by God to aid and care for God's people. I want you to think about that today. That's how special you are to God that He would send His angels. We see it in the early book of Acts. We see pictures of the angels finding their way to them. They didn't go away. This is, the, this is a blessing of being saved. That the angels of God are focused and give attention to help God's people as they are given. And there are angels. Oh, when you turn to the book of Revelation, there are angels this very moment who are waiting for the word. They are waiting for the announcement and the command to come back to this earth and pour out the bowls of God's wrath upon this world. The angels are waiting to do their task. 
The angels are doing it, but as they're doing it, my friends, the angels who are created to obey God and to and who completely obey His, who, who completely obey His will, they are. And this is very important. They are worshiping as they are obeying. I like what old Andrew Murray, the old preacher, said. And there's no way to say it better than what he said. The angels, this very moment in heaven, practice. Adoring submission and ready obedience. There it is. Your will be done. Heaven is the place of adoring submission and ready obedience. All of heaven is ready to obey and fulfill perfectly and completely the will of God. When you pray these words, my friend, you are speaking, you are saying words that are very significant. Oh, may we be more like the angels as God's people and less like rebellious sinners. And then thirdly, God teaches us here through the Lord Jesus that we pray as God's people to obey his will, like the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, obeyed His will on the earth. Your will be done on earth. The Lord Jesus is the perfect example of perfect obedience to God. Now, if you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, that includes that you obey God and the will of God like the Lord Jesus. You don't take the will of God as a suggestion. You take it very seriously. You take the will of God as it applies to your body very seriously. And what you do with it, what you don't. You take it very seriously what he's called you to do and for me to do. To go and make disciples and to share the gospel. You take it very seriously that we're to, we're to minister to others in the name of Jesus like he would. You see the Lord Jesus said, I can't. John 638, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Do you say that? When you pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're starting by saying, I'm going to do the will of God. The Lord Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. The Lord said in those hard times before the cross, not my will, but yours be done. Look, do you have that battle in your life or are you just self-ruled? You've put a little religion in your life, but you're self-ruled. The Lord Jesus is not Lord of your life. You're self-ruled. You do what you want. Now you try to do it religiously. You want people to appreciate that you're a religious person. But you're not submissive to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And you're not saying your kingdom come. You can't say your kingdom come and not say your will be done. They go together. So today consider this. The Lord Jesus obeyed God's will completely. He obeyed God's will lovingly. And he obeyed God's will submissively. And so for us, as we obey the will of God, you know where it starts? Where do I learn obedience? In prayer. In prayer, my friends. When you pray privately, you are obeying the Lord Jesus and you are preparing for a day of obedience. You are beginning the day and you are saying, 
Your will be done on earth. And you're talking first about yourself. When we pray, it produces humility to accept God's will. When we pray, it provides guidance to understand and know God's will. I always go to my secret place with one thing. Not my book by Dr. So-and-so, but my Bible. And I open the pages of God's Word, and I listen to what He has to say, and then I answer in prayer. I pray in submission to God's will. While I'm in secret with God the Father, while you're in secret with God the Father, we are praying, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, when you pray like that, that means you're bowing in submission. That means you're kneeling that means you are presenting everything in your life that you want to do. See, that's self-rule. And you're presenting it to God saying, Your will be done. Oh, your will be done in my troubled family. Your will be done in my job. Your will be done with my husband, my wife. Your will be done in a hard relationship. Your will be done in the struggling and suffering I have in my health. Your will be done with my emotional struggles in my life. You see, this is what we learn to do. So what are some ways as we finish that we can obey God's will like the Lord Jesus? Well, Todd mentioned the first one, Romans chapter 12. When you present yourself as a living and holy sacrifice to God, you do it when you come to prayer. I'm starting the day. I'm in my secret place. And you know what I do? Lord, here I am. Here's my body. I want to use my body. I want to use my body to glorify you. And as I do, I prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Sometimes people will come and say, Pastor Mike, I just want to know the will of God. Okay, well, have you prayed? I'm not trying to be silly. I'm not trying to be curt. I mean it sincerely. Have you prayed? You'll never know the will of God unless you pray. Nor will you understand the will of God for your life unless you come privately and say, Your will be done on earth. You see, when we obey like the Lord Jesus, you know what else we do? We commit ourselves. Listen, this is a commitment. We commit ourselves to live in obedience to God's will. Here's the way Peter was saying it. First Peter 4, he's talking about how now we're saved people and we don't live like we used to live. I'll just quote 1 Peter 4 too. So as you live the rest of your time in the flesh, Christian, as you live the rest of your time in your flesh, you no longer live for the lusts of men, but you live for the will of God. You know what you say when you're praying your will be done? You say, you're saying this, I am going to do God's will for life. I have walked away from my old desires. I've walked away from what I wanted to do. I am now the rest of my life going to do God's will. And I challenge you to remember this. The Lord said, I only go where the Lord, where the Father wants me to go. I only say what the Father wants me to say. And I only do what the Father wants me to do. If you say your will be done, he might change your address. He might change your job. He might call you to do something that you've never wanted to do. 
You see, this is what we're confronted with. Oh, yeah, Pastor Mike, I got you. Yeah, I want to be, I want to be under the Lordship of Christ. I don't want to be in the self-reign. Well, when you pray, your will be done. You might need to get some boxes and pack because you might not be in Dixon anymore. Are you willing to go wherever the Lord wants you to go? Are you willing to let go of all that comfort you've got? Boy, it's so easy, isn't it? It's easy. But the Lord says, no, this is what I actually have for you and your family. You've got to say goodbye to all your friends at the church. You've got to say goodbye to all of the comforts that you have and perhaps give them all up for the sake of the gospel. One thing you lack, the Lord said to the rich young man. Your problem, rich young man, is that you have too much wealth. Give it all away and follow me. You see, the Lord Jesus obeyed God's will and made it His life goal to obey Him. And by the way, the Lord says these words in another way as we finish in John 7, 21. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. This is a sobering thing and I, I want you to hear it. I know we're about finished. But listen now. I pray it's not true that there's anyone here today who's saying, Lord, Lord, but you don't do what the Lord says. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, to me will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father <clears throat> who is in heaven will enter. You must do the will of God to go to heaven. You must do the will of God to go to heaven. You must pay careful attention to what the Lord Jesus Christ said is the way to heaven. You must pay careful attention. If you say, Lord, Lord, that means yes, yes, Lord. If you say, Lord, Lord, that means wherever, Lord. If you say, Lord, Lord, it means I'll do anything, Lord. Open hands. Open hands. Willingness to do whatever He says for you to do. So today when you pray, when you leave and you pray these, these words, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remember what we're talking about. You're praying that God's will will be accomplished for His glory and it will on the earth. You're praying that you will obey like the angels obey. And more than that, you'll obey like the Lord Jesus obeyed on the earth. What do we remember from today? Pray for God's will to be accomplished on the earth. My friends, my friends, heavenly mindedness is connected to obedience to do the will of God. If I say I want to be a spiritual person, but I'm not interested in doing God's will... I'm not really heavenly minded. Pray and seek to obey God's will, not your own. This, this, is the, this is the death blow. This is where you start crucifying, killing your flesh. This is how you kill the old nature inside of you. Your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. And then you pray and obey like the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this is what we learned today, my friends. When you pray, pray for God's will to be done on earth. So what do we read? We read our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven to the praise of the glory of his grace. Have you seen this? Have you seen this week on the news? The birth pangs are getting stronger. Wars, rumors of wars and devastating earthquakes that take over 30,000 people's lives all around the world. The birth pangs are getting stronger. Things are happening. Things are moving toward the end of things when the Lord Jesus will return. He is, when you start to see these things, He is at the door. Time is short. The end of all things is at hand. Are you living like one who is ready to meet the Lord Jesus? Are the things you're living for worth Christ dying for? Do you have your priorities out of order? Then you must pray to get them right. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we pray, come Lord Jesus. That's the way. Finally, His will will be done on the earth. Come Lord Jesus.